Welcome to the Business Balance Podcast. I'm Emma Langton, mindset coach and hypnotherapist, and you can find me at www.emmalangton.com. I'm here to talk to you about mindset, boundaries, balance, and all things that you need to create that brilliant business life and still enjoy time off. So this week, I want to talk to you about how you can ramp up your resilience. You know, we need our resilience everywhere, in every area of our lives. Resilience is about that ability to be able to bounce back when we have challenging situations, when we have um, kind of difficulties, problems, setbacks, you know, just the stuff of life really as it is in this um, this day and age. Now, it's not so much about being able to overcome challenges and, you know, always have a big woo-woo and a success on everything. Resilience is much more about how we respond to those situations, how we're able to bounce back, how we're able to kind of set ourselves on that straight path again. Because we need to recognise that with all of the challenges and busyness that of life, that not everything's going to be a success. But resilience is about making sure that these things that happen don't stop us moving forward. So we really do bounce back regardless of the outcome of those situations. Do you see? So for me, as far as I'm concerned, there are really four key ingredients if you like to resilience okay the first thing is about our awareness of it we really do need to recognize what goes on within us when we have these challenges and these difficult times and situations we need to be sort of emotionally intelligent we need to be self-aware so we're able to recognise the negativity, you know, the doubt, the uncomfortableness, what it really is. Now, when I work with people, I, I ask them to think about an, an I statement. So when we've got challenges and difficulties in life, the I statement is it's absolutely not going to be I am happy. And I try really hard not to put words in people's heads because then otherwise I'm putting what is my expectation on that situation. So you might need to ask yourself, how do I feel about this challenge, this situation, this knockback? How do I really feel about it? How do I know that I feel like this? What are the signs within me? You know, so it might be a churning stomach, it might be a tight chest, it might be clenching your jaw. You know, we hold feelings in our bodies as well. It might be about um, hunched up shoulders. If you struggle a little bit with this, because our emotions come from the subconscious part of our brain, okay? They're not always conscious. 
So if you're struggling with this, this is where journaling can help with this. If you do journaling at all, just get a pad or um, a sheet of paper, a pen or a pencil, something that flows nicely and just start, just ask, how do I feel about this? And just start scribbling away. This isn't about having a formal um, letter. <laughs> Nobody's going to mark it. You're not going to send it to anybody. This is just you scribbling away, getting those thoughts and feelings out of your head onto that paper. It can be really revealing if you've never done it before. So have a think about how do I feel? Often it can be things like, I'm not good enough. Oh, that's a good one, isn't it? That comes up an awful lot. It might be about things like, I feel inadequate or I am a failure. Now there's another common one. Um, it might be about something like, I'm significant, I, I'm insignificant, I, I don't feel important. Um, it might be stuff like, I'm stupid. I hear people say that a lot. Or I'm useless, that's another one. I am powerless. I feel out of control. I'm not in control. Do you see, so those are just suggestions, but do make sure that you find your own rather than somebody else's interpretation of it. Because if it's somebody else's interpretation of that situation, then you're going to be working on the wrong thing. You know, and then you're not going to be able to bounce back from things. You're not going to be able to work forward because you're working on the wrong thing. And often as human beings, we're quite, kind of quite good at putting an expectation on. You know, so here's a really personal story. So some of you know that my daughter has... Both my daughters were adopted, okay? So, and my eldest has really extensive special needs. Now, in school, primary school was kind of okay because she stayed in one classroom with one teacher. Bear with me here. I've really digressed, haven't I, today? Right. So, when she went to secondary school, all that moving around, the different teachers, the different people, the busyness of the corridors, you know, all the coordination and thought processes that she needed to do, it, it was really, really too much for her because her list of special needs are just as long as my arm, really. So I had to work really, really hard to find a school for her and we needed to get a special needs school in the end. We tried several schools. We needed to get a special needs school. And, and in order for that to work, because there wasn't one in the area, we had to get a special needs residential school. Which meant she can't, she moved away. She kind of left home at like 13. And people would say to me, you must feel you failed. And when people were saying that to me, I was like, whoa, hey, you must feel you failed. And it, that's somebody else's expectation. That's somebody thinking that because I couldn't fix the brain of my child, because I couldn't help her to fit into the society expectations of schooling, then I failed. Now, that's a whole other podcast, I think, in itself about failure. But I didn't feel that I had failed because I could stand and say, and I, I, would, I would do this, I would stand there and I would like put my hand on my heart, you know, or tap my chest and go, I know in my heart of hearts, I've done absolutely everything I possibly can. 
I've worked with the schools, I've worked with local authorities, I've worked with the services that are there. And we have absolutely explored everything. And I've done my very best with this child. And I haven't let her go. It's just that the needs that she has are bigger than, you know, than I alone can provide. So no, I haven't failed. And I knew it deep within my car because I'd done everything I could. But can you see there how somebody else's idea actually means that we need some resilience from that as well? We need to be able to bounce back from what other people say to us. And from these challenge, you know, that was fairly pretty challenging situation to, so we had to really push the local authority to give us this support. But we needed, to, I needed to make sure that it wasn't other people's idea of that situation that I was absorbing. It was my, you know, it was my own. I hope that, un, I hope that makes it clear that you understand what I'm saying about, so other people can sort of project their thoughts and their feelings onto us but in order to build that resilience and be really strong in your core you have to be true to yourself you have to know what your emotions are do you see i hope so so recognize that thought and those emotions when you find out what yours is, whether that's just being very self-aware, whether that's about journaling and being able to explore it in a kind of deeper way, you begin to recognize that thought, that feeling, the emotion that's going on within you, okay? Then you can begin to assess the situation. Once you've got to that car feeling, you can have a little think about how true is that, really? Or what can I do about this challenge? What can I really do about this situation? Because you've given yourself that little bit of kind of time out to think about those core emotions. You can then assess, analyse you know, think about a different way that you can view this situation. Think about a different way that you can work with, move through, develop this challenge or this situation. It may be that some of those beliefs that you've got, that you've discovered they might not actually be correct. Because I said they come from our subconscious, they come from like our core. So they might not necessarily be correct. So check out any alternatives, any different ways you can think about um, those feelings and that situation. There might be some different scenarios that you can come up with. So like my kids, if they get, um, if the teacher holds them back at the end of lesson, right, she automatically thinks that she's in trouble, automatically, which is quite common. I can remember standing outside school <laughs> when they were at primary school and, and the teacher would go, can I just have a word? And obviously, because they really struggled with school, I was always thinking, oh, sugar, what have, what's happened now? But often... They might just be telling me that, oh, they've had a bump on the head or, oh, they really struggled 
with such and such, but it's all right now. Or even sometimes they were telling me that they did something really, really well. Um, and I'm trying to instill that in my daughter too. If the teacher asks for her to stay back after lesson, sometimes they're just checking that she's all right, that she's understood it. You know, there's a there's a term of catastrophizing, which is where we imagine the worst case scenario. And that's about our fight flight response where we um, look at everything in a really negative way in order to assess the situation but also to keep us safe but once you've recognized that that's what you're doing you can then stop and look at any possible other ways that you can deal with this situation any other outcomes in a more positive way Maybe then you make a plan that's somewhere between the two. Maybe if something's been really difficult, you actually just take time out to recover from that kind of impact of that stress or that challenge. Maybe you just need to recover. So like last week, I had to dial 999 for my mum. She was really struggling with her breathing. Now, I won't go into loads of detail about this, but she was really struggling with her breathing. So I dialed 999, left my poor daughter to go to school on her own in tears. So from about quarter to eight in the morning, as I'm driving over there, ringing the ambulance service, and then she didn't have to go into hospital, but we did have to take her to the doctors following that. And there's been lots of other things that we've had to do. And and she's, she's... it's going to be a slow recovery. She's kind of doing okay, in case you were wondering. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I was out that day just dealing with stuff. So my adrenaline was running high, dealing with this challenge, dealing with this situation. And I just kept going, which we naturally do. And then I got home again about half past two. Now, in that day, there was something in that morning. Well, I just cancelled that straight away. I just fired off a message as soon as I could to the person that was organising that. Just said I won't be there. Without any question, without any worry, I didn't even do, oh, I'm really sorry, I can't attend. I was just like, I'm not there. This has happened. Then I also had a dentist appointment. Then I also had an eye test. Um, And then I also had um, a call with somebody. And I just sent really quick, really brief explanation that said... Um, there's an emergency with my mum so I need to cancel that's it and everybody was really understanding absolutely fine so I just cleared the day there's a possibility that I might have got to one or two of them appointments but because this was a kind of big thing that I knew needed all my time and energy to deal with I cleared everything else and I didn't even attempt to keep anything in there I didn't think well maybe possibly I could do that appointment because it's not till say three o'clock it's not till two o'clock maybe I'll be done by then I just knew that that situation needed all my time and energy whether I was done by 12 or 5 and I cancelled everything so I removed all the unnecessary pressures and expectations do you see what I mean so that you can just deal with that big challenge. So where you can remove things, you remove things. And give yourself that ability to just deal. Or you give yourself that ability to 
make a plan. And sometimes that's what you need to do. When I got home at half past two, I laid on the sofa with um, coffee, eating biscuits. I never eat biscuits. <laughs> but that's the sort of come down from the adrenaline rush. You know? And like I said, I removed everything else. So there was no problem. And I let myself have that little time to recover. And then obviously, some of, certainly with my mum, some of the plans were already in place. With my mum, I didn't have any of the kind of, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm feeling like a failure. I was basically just, I've dealt with this now, but by goodness me, it was hard work and I'm absolutely shattered. Do you see? So sometimes it's about just making that time to recover. Now, it would be really, really easy of me to have sat there, you know, all afternoon watching Netflix or whatever, and then just vegged out on the sofa all evening as well. But actually what I did was I then made, I gave myself like a window of the of the rest of the, um, of the waller, you know, of the, of the downtime. And then I set myself my own kind of little deadline, knowing that I could just sit there forever. And sometimes you do just sit around and sit around. It's like when you're on holiday, isn't it? You sit around and sit around or you're sunbathing and things. And then you think, God, it's been really tiring today and you've done nothing. So I set myself this deadline, right? So I got up and I made a tea and then I went and did something in the evening. So sometimes it's even just walk the dog, just make yourself move, make yourself do the next thing. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be a small thing. So again, it might be then about moving on to the next thing that was in your day. It might be about making a plan of how are you going to deal with this challenge. It might be about that look at what possible other possible outcome or other possible action I can take right now so that you begin to move through, you know, this big challenge or situation. It might be then that you change up some of that phraseology that you have. Now, I've talked about this in other podcasts. So it might be that you might be like, oh, I can't cope with this. I don't know what I'm doing with this. So you might change up that phraseology and be saying to yourself, I don't know what I'm doing yet. I haven't got a plan yet. Do you see? To give yourself that that mindset of growth, that mindset that there is a possibility of positivity, of improvement. And that helps to improve that resilience. It helps to improve that positivity so that then you're not diving into that pit of doom and gloom. You've got that positivity and that sense of hope. And you know, there's no shame in asking for help. You know, I've I've roped in my sisters now to be able to go and um, pop in on my mum on a regular basis. I reached out to somebody, to my friend and said, oh my God, this happened today, blah, 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 blah. Obviously, I spoke to my husband um, to just be able to speak about it, to just be able to talk about it. And it's not necessarily about having somebody come and fix things for us. It's just about having somebody there that you can talk to, that you can offload. Sometimes it's about sitting down and having a bloody good cry. You know, tears have got their own release and their own healing 
that goes on. I'm not going to go into all of the detail, but they release calming chemicals when we actually cry tears and the, the tears are a release as well. You might want to just go and cry in the shower so you don't end up with that sort of snotty red blotchy face. <laughs> you won't believe the amount of times I've cried in the shower, honestly. Um, you might just want to do that. It's a release. And then you can sort of do your deep breaths and pull yourself together and then do, as I said, you know that, right, what am I going to do now? Do I just do I just get dressed and walk the dog and go out into civilization and take myself forward into nature and do the things that help you to feel a little bit better? And then you come back and face the challenges. And that's about the next thing, really, that I, I do need to mention about the importance of like your physical and mental health, where you look after yourself, where you put in pockets of time. So rather than constantly just doing push, 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 keep going, keep going, there's this big um, misconception that maybe needs a whole podcast in itself, really, about, you know, if we just work hard, things will turn out right. So that work hard ethic we need to put effort in. We might need to work smarter. But it's not necessarily about flogging ourselves, you know, till we're absolutely exhausted. So we need to look after ourselves. We need to look after our physical and mental health. So we need a bit of exercise, like I say, even if it's just walking the dog. We need to make sure we get a bit of rest, we get some sleep. Maybe you need some time in nature. Maybe you need to eat the right things. So yeah, I'm laughing about eating some biscuits on the sofa that I never do, you know. But then don't just resort to laying on the sofa, being absolutely knackered, exhausted, and then ordering takeaways and eating junk food. You know, go and eat some eat some decent food so that you nourish yourself from the inside. All of that contributes to your to like the whole of you. If you could see me, I'm waving my hands around now. Like so the whole of you from your head to your toe is being improved and supported and nourished so that you have that that resilience that ability to bounce back that ability to be able to move forward with the positivity with the strength of mind with strength in your body so it's like internal and external resources so overall you're assessing the situation you raise your awareness of the thoughts that have gone inside your head the feelings in your body any negative emotions that you're experiencing about this situation. You assess it again. Think about how you can look at things differently. Think about how you can maybe deal with the challenge. Give yourself the time out to do that. Give yourself the time out to rest and recover. Look after yourself, you know, with physical and mental fitness and health. And all of this contributes to improving your resilience. Because we can't change what happens in the outside world. There is always going to be challenges. There's always going to be stuff that happens. 
You know, as I've said, whether it's about whether it's about my kids, whether it's about my mum, there's stuff that's happened in my work. There's always going to be challenges. The key is about how quickly you can deal with it. You can bounce back from it so that you can then be getting on the very next day or even sometimes in that same day. So I really hope that's helpful for you that you can begin to put some of those in place in your everyday life and begin to work towards really ramping up your resilience too. And if you've liked this podcast, then do please subscribe to it, pop over onto iTunes and do please go and leave a review. There's some lovely reviews coming in and I do thank you each and every one of you for putting on those reviews. And remember, if you want to get in touch with me, pop over to my website, drop me an email from the contact page there. I'd love to hear from you. And then I'll be back in your earbuds next week. Bye for now.